Welcome back to Honestly Hannah, a podcast hosted by me, Hannah Coda, where I share all my honest opinions about all things going on in the world. I'm treating this podcast like a diary, and trust me, I have a lot to say. Welcome to this week's episode. So this week, I am going to be talking about UFOs, and I know this is a little off-brand for me, but also not really. So I put this on the agenda, and I put this on like my things to talk about this week, because um, it intrigues me. I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks back, um, like the last week of June going into the first week of July. And I was listening to this podcast and then they mentioned that there was a report that came out from um, our national intelligence department, you know, um, of our government that they released on June 25th, 2021 um, of potential like UFO sightings. I, when I was like listening to this podcast, mind you, it's not a a scientific podcast. It's more just like a comedic um, type podcast. And I was like, what? I was like, there's no way um, that this actually happened. You know, there's no credible credible sources in this podcast. Like, what are they talking about? And they're saying it's like a hundred page report. And basically the U.S. is saying that they are not confirming or denying that there is, um, you know, some type of extraterrestrial life out there, but that here's the report, do with it what you may and keep it pushing. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. So that really just intrigued me. I was like, there can't be a report. Did this really just publish? So I literally just went to Google and I typed in UFOs, question mark, and U.S., And it was true. On June 25th, the U.S. government released a small report. So there's like a really long one that I found that's like about 100 pages, which is what my podcast was talking about that I was listening to. Um, And then there's like a shorter, like some down version of it. I looked at both of them. Um, Obviously, I prefer like the shorter, like Cliff Notes version because it's a lot more to the point. Um, But yes, and every major news source... um, you know, literally anything from Fox to like CNN to MSNBC to ABC to NBC, every single news outlet had a piece on this that released the same day as the report. So it was anticipated. I know I've talked about this back um, a couple weeks ago about how the government um, supposedly, I guess there was a order that Trump or some type of Um, legislation that he put in around like October 2020 of that the government needs to start sharing um, any type of like national security issue with us and be more I guess just open about it Um, and that was signed in and Biden did not you know choose to go against it or anything. So as of June 1st, 2021, they started to release more information about national security threats. Now, it could be anything regarding like extraterrestrial life or UFO sightings or um, what they're calling UAP, um, which stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, which is what I'll be referring to. Um, like, for the most part, this entire time of what I'm actually talking about, um, they have to start releasing this information to the public. Um, so, yeah, so this is going to start coming out, and the date that they released this report, again, was um, June 25th, which is almost, like, at this point, almost a month ago. 
Um, and yeah, so I, just to like give a little background, I really wanted to do my research uh, with this topic. I just didn't want to like just start talking about, you know, whenever, not that I do that in other episodes, but I really, really wanted to try, I wanted to try to understand um, what exactly was released because um, it sounds like this kind of stuff is not going away um, and the government is just, at least the U.S. government is kind of just going to put it out there and see how people respond and really, I guess, just not make it like a big thing. I don't know. But in preparation for this episode, I read the actual article that was released um, from the Office of the Director of the Nas of National Intelligence. Um, I have the article right here on my phone, which I'll be referring to. I took some notes. Um, so I read the actual article that was released, both the long version and the short version. Um, and then I also read pretty much any, like, news article I can find from all over the spectrum. Um, news articles that, you know, may lean one way or the other. I read both sides. I also watched a couple interviews um, on YouTube of supposed, like, experts, people in academia that have been studying, um, you know, this type of... Counterintelligence. I don't. I don't know what you would call it. Um, I know that there are some universities that have like certain departments for any um, like weird stuff like this. Um, and yeah, so I really tried to do my research on this. Um, so what I'll be sharing is mostly directly from the report because I really just watched those videos and read those other articles just to help me understand. I just wanted to make sure like I got what I was supposed to get from it. So I'm just going to really kind of give you guys the cliff notes and really just explain why this is so interesting to me. Um, and yeah, if you guys just want to hear a little bit about it. So, like I said, the report was released on June 25th from the Office of Director of National Intelligence. It is called Preliminary Assessment, the report that I'm going to be referring to, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, um, which they um, basically are using instead of UFOs, so UFO stands for Unidentified Foreign Object, um, which they chose not to use um, in this report. In my personal opinion, um, from what I saw on like how people were reporting on this, I think they just wanted to stay away from the acronym UFO, as well as, you know, Unidentified Foreign Object, because um, it is not synonymous, I guess, from what I read in the report and what they're trying to inform us about. So they use UAP, which is identif Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, meaning that, you know, they're not saying it's a UFO, but they're also not saying it's not a UFO. And so they made another term so that it is more, I guess, umbrella termed rather than, you know, trying to freak everybody out like, yeah, this is the report about UFOs. <laughs> um, so I think it was more of like a political move in my personal opinion, like, hey, guys, like, yeah, we're going to release this report. It's not about UFOs, but it could also be about UFOs. So we're going to call it UAP. Um, so that's my like just personal take about it. So, yeah, so they do give some bullet points right at the beginning of their report. Um, they kind of break it down into bullet points. Um, these bullet points basically say, like, yes, we are sharing this information uh, to you, to the public. It's unclassified. We are releasing this information um, to you on June 25th, 2021. These are high-quality reports. So basically saying, like, these are credible. We're not trying to, like trick you or anything you're trying to put in there that's, you know, 
that this is fake or we're just putting stuff out there. Um, it says that there were a total of 144 sightings of unidentified aerial phenomenons between the years of 2004 and 2021. So when I first started reading this report, I was like, okay, I kept seeing the name or the number 144, 144. Then I started seeing 143 and I was like, okay, well, that's actually like a lot of sightings or that's like a lot of stuff. Um, But then also I was so surprised that it was so like close to this time period because I feel like whenever we hear about um, UFOs and just like any like extraterrestrial or whatever sightings or so- anything weird it's always coming out of like like or any documentaries if you've watched any docu- documentaries on Netflix or on TV um, or anything like in regarding to this subject it's always like sightings from like the 70s 80s like way back when um, you know obviously not way back when but it's not any time like near where we're actually at and it's people that have come forward after years of like being scared to come forward about their sightings or their encounters or whatever so when I read from 2004 to 2021 I was like okay so like this is like legit like this was you know these people are obviously all still alive like you know whoever saw them the military like they're here for the most part you know um, and then it goes on to state that there were originally 144 cases when they were putting these reports together. However, one of them was solved um, and could be, you know, tucked into a file and put away as it is not a UAP. Um, it is, it was identified as not UAP. I think it was like some type of drone system from a different country. But 143 of the original 144 reports I can't, st- I mean, they're still unclaimed, and that's why they're still in this UAP um, category, essentially. Um, and they also go on to state that all of these do, these all of these sightings and all of these reports do represent physical objects. However, there may be some detects in their censoring, uh, weapon seekers, uh, as well as the visual observation that was made either by the military, most of these are by the military, or those reporting a UAP. So they do kind of give, in any like scientific report, you know, I'm sure we've all done a lab report we know that there are um you know variables that could um affect the scientific experiment experiment so they're just mentioning them mentioning them here that it could have been their sensors um so for most of these reports it is a flying object again they didn't want to say ufos but most of them are flying objects um like literally a good majority of them are flying objects and um well obviously UAP, but I mean, a couple of them were found closer to, um, like surface level. So those, I don't really count, but those that were way up in the sky were really only like high, high technology, like military jets could get them. Um, or like they're just saying like, Hey, their sensors might've been off or the people, the military that was like actually, you know, visualizing and seeing these objects, not really making sense of what they were seeing. That could also be a subject or it could also be a variable that threw, um, these reports off. Um, so they're just mentioning like, Hey, it also could be human error. Um, it could be technological error. Um, and they're just mentioning that, 
so that later down the road, basically they're just like saving their asses. Later, later down the road, if they end up being like, oh yeah, it was a sensor error, they can be like, well, you know, we did say that that was a possibility. Um, so going down more. Um, also, the the whole report is a little not I mean not even a little but like it is difficult to read and difficult to like get over certain jargon I will say that even in the shorter um report um and then finally like one of the last like main bullet points is that they have stated that most of these are not a flight issue or pose any challenge to the U.S. um and the U.S. national security like force so they are releasing these knowing that these were not a threat. Um, and yeah, basically, they, they, the rest of the report just basically says they have limited data on these 143 sightings um, and that most of the reports are inconclusive. And that's why they've put it in this category of UAP. Um, of the 144 original reports, 80 reports um, involved observation with multiple multiple sensors, meaning that at least, you know, about half of them um, really had some validity to it, meaning that there were multiple people who saw it, there were multiple machines that detected it on their sensors, um, so at least half of them we can say are, you know, pretty serious, and we should probably take these, um, you know, really into to some thought and, and have some people study it. Also, uh, most reports described as UAP are objects that interrupted pre-planned training or other military activity, which I thought this was really interesting because basically they're saying like they didn't go looking for it. There's not like some, you know, Area 51 task force that goes out and <laughs> tries to look for like alien intelligence or whatever or like UFOs or you know, whatever. Basically, the military was already in these places and they saw something weird while they were up doing these routine trainings. Um, I'm like, okay, sure. You guys had to go ahead and put that in there. Um, also, they do mention, you know, with a lot of these ver uh, visual interpretations and visual observations, they do put in the report that there is a cultural or sociocultural stigma that also limits them to these pre, you know, the pre-deposition that there is like something weird out there. So like, and I, I feel like it happens to us all the time whenever we some see something weird in the sky. Um, we're always like, oh my God, what is that? And our mind, I feel like, immediately goes to, like, oh, those are aliens or that's something weird. Or I feel like our our brains don't, like, <laughs> at least mine don't. <laughs> I feel like our brains don't automatically go, like, oh, yeah, that they're probably, like, the military is probably testing something or, like, you know, whatever. Um, so they had to put that in there as well. That there is, again, some human error within these reports. Um. The next part of the report basically states that, yes, there are 143, like, confirmed UAP cases. However, most of them do not have a single exp exp explanation behind them, meaning that, um, yeah, like, there's all these cases, but it could have just been one thing. It could have been um, multiple sightings of one object. Um, also, not only that, it could have also been cameras that were wrong, sensors that were wrong, people that were wrong, all at the same time. And they're still vetting all of those uh, variables. 
So also under the same category of that these UAP sightings um, are probably not going to be a single explanation, um, they give different categories of what they are trying to put these UAP sightings into. Um, so like I said at the beginning, there were 144 um, original like cases of UAP, and now there are 143. They were able to solve one of them. When they get to a point where they can start solving all of these basically unsolved um, aerial phenomenons, um, they are going to try to put them in the following categories. So there are five categories, um, airborne clutter, natural atmospheric um, phenomenon, USG or industry developmental programs, foreign adversary systems, or other. Basically, they're going to try to put all of the 143 cases into one of these categories. Airborne, airborne clutter could be anything from like, it could have been a bird or a balloon or um, an unmanned uh, aerial vehicle, basically, that was not approved to fly in that area. Or um, it could be something like ice crystals or some type of moisture or something that doesn't normally come up on our radar systems. Or it could be just like another country like China or Russia or another nation um, developing technologies um, that we were unaware of. Uh, so and then it gives like an other. So <laughs> an other category, meaning that it's unidentified and due to our limited data and collection um, processing or analysis uh, that they are going to require additional information. So they kind of have thought of everything um, in this report, um, a resolution in a sense. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit later about another like resolution they give um, to help solve these cases, essentially. But they're going to try to put them into these categories of like, yeah, guys, like it's not aliens. It's actually like it was just a bird, like a really fast bird. So they are going to try to like, quote unquote, solve these cases. Um, just a couple like quick, interesting facts before we go towards the end of the report. Um 18 incidents in 21 of the reports uh, were observed as unusual movement patterns or flight characteristics. So there were a total of 21 um, like unidentified um, aircrafts, basically, out of the um, 143 uh, that were reported. Again, it doesn't really do a major, major breakdown, but out of those 21, 18 of them were making unusual movements that can that were unexplained, meaning that they're going at a speed that is just like off the charts, and they're also making quick and fast turns and movements that are not really making any sense, um, which I thought was like super, super interesting. Also, um, that 11 reports of documented instances uh, where pilots reported near miss with the UAP. Um, so out of 143, 11 of them basically got smacked in the face, potentially like by um, someone in our military, uh, which or one of our pilots really, um, which would be in our military, uh, because most of these sightings were um, through our military, which I thought is kind of crazy. Like imagine you getting hit by one of those things, you kind of almost wish that you would get hit because you're like, okay, well, what is this? Like, I have to know what this is. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that those were pretty interesting. Um, and now going towards the end of the report, 
they also state at the end of the report that if you really want, if you really want the U.S. government to figure out what these things are, they will need a resource investment, meaning that they need more money from the government, which this is the government, you know, posting them or whatever. Um, but basically that they need more money to find out what actually are like these 143 objects. And then it also mentions that... Um, there is a very big possibility that it is technology that is not in the U.S. So basically at the end of the report, I'm like on like page eight or nine right now um, on the report. At the very end, it basically says that, yes, we're saying that these are UAP sightings or these are UAP cases for the U.S., meaning that, yeah, like it could very much well be this. It could also be like another government with, you know, higher technology or more advanced technology that we don't know about that we're flying over U.S. borders and, and U.S. land. So we have to check it out. But in reality, we can't say one way or the other. Um, they really try to push this report to say, look, like this is this is what it is. Take it as you will. Um, if you want to say that there are some there aren't some explanations for things that are humanly possible right now and you want to say that it's extraterrestrial life or some type of um, aerial phenomenon, then go ahead. But it also could be another country developing technology and trying to utilize it and putting it through testing over the U.S., um, which a lot of people, I was reading some comments and they're like, well, that yeah, that sounds a lot more likely than like extraterrestrial life and aliens guys and yeah basically the very last thing that says recommendations regarding increased collection of data data enhanced research and development additional funding and other resources are the only way that they're gonna be able to confirm or deny these 143 cases and that and and more that are coming um they didn't say like if maybe some sightings happened over one like more in one year than the other but you know 150 ish cases in what like about 15 years is really i feel like that is that is a lot they also in this report didn't really give a specific location of where in the U.S. most of these sightings were at. I couldn't really find it in any of my reports. They didn't give a specific location. However, they did say it; these were on military training, so it's where the, the military is based at. Um, that was one thing that I was really trying to find in any of the reports that was like, was there one central location where maybe all of these sightings happened, and it just sounds like it's all over the country, um, based anything that could be in the U.S. Um, and yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, I know earlier this year there was a video that came out um, that was like all over Twitter and Instagram and all of the social medias of literally some random thing flying in the air and going at speeds that are not humanly, or not humanly, but like not we're not there in technology yet. However, we're not there in the U.S., but we have absolutely no idea what other countries around the world um, may be working up. Um, so it really could go either way here. It's really what you are going to take from this. Um, I just think it's super interesting that the U.S. is starting to release this type of information, and I'm really interested to see what they have to say about 
extraterrestrial life in general because um, I feel like a lot of the times uh, we th- we see alien right in movies and we have this idea of what aliens could be but I have a feeling when we get there one day we there obviously in my personal opinion is other life out there however I don't think it looks like anything that we could ever imagine um, and you know life is a simple cell you know an organism um and yeah it can look very different i mean look at our earth right now in all of the living things um so that's what i consider extraterrestrial life not like the typical alien thing that we would see in movies um but i anything that is like living and can be defined as living is extraterrestrial life and i really do think that the next coming years at least I hope so. We're going to get more reports like this and they won't be so ambiguous. At least I'm really hoping and that they'll be able to at least define what they are seeing and what can we start getting excited about. I don't know. But yeah, so that was the little, you know, Cliff Notes version of the report. Like I said, there's a lot of differing opinions on what um, UAP um, reports are valid or not and, you know, what exactly are we looking at here. Um, but either way, I still find it super interesting and I hope that you did too. I'm going to move on. Um, just a little rant about a show that I've been watching about. So if you guys, if anybody's been watching Manifest, I'm going to talk about it for a couple minutes. Um, so yeah, if you want to listen to that, stay tuned. Okay. So this also just kind of wraps into this week's episode and I'm also obsessed right now so I feel like I just need to talk about it so like most people um at least from what I heard um on the internet uh everybody kind of got sucked in to this show called Manifest um it was originally I believe on NBC or like of NBC and um it just got bought off by Netflix and it was like the number one trending show for like a week um I originally wanted to watch this show when it came out um, like in 2017, 2018 or whatever it was because I saw the main character of another show I really like called Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time was a show that was on ABC, I don't know, for like 10 years or something. I binged that on Netflix when Netflix bought it and I absolutely love that show. Um, The main character was Josh Dallas and Josh Dallas is now the main character of the show called Manifest, which is literally the original reason and why I wanted to watch it. Never got around to it until I see it on Netflix and trending, right? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I wanted to watch this anyways because of him. Yeah, like, let me just watch it. I know the premise. Um, so here's like where the spoiler alerts start coming. So if you haven't seen Manifest and you want to see Manifest, um, I suggest you clicked off this episode now. Um, come back to it when you, when you watch it and you want to watch it. Um, but basically the whole premise of it is actually a really cool idea they, this family, half of a family gets on a plane, um, that was originally not supposed to be their flight. Um, their original flight got overbooked and the airline was like, Hey guys, we have this other flight. Um, we'll pay you, which airlines do, do sometimes. Um, we'll pay you to get on this other flight cause we messed up. Um, so here's a voucher, get on this other plane at a different time. And it's usually like a huge inconvenience to the passenger, but it happens, you know? Um, they are flying from Jamaica to New York, um, 
And yeah, half of this family gets on the plane, um, obviously with 190 other people. Um, and they go up in the sky, and when they land, it's five and a half years later. And that's just kind of where the story starts. And then it, it, it goes on and on and on. As the episodes um, start rolling in, it honestly just gets worse and worse and worse. But it's like a good bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those, like shows that just like pulls you in and you're like this doesn't make any logical sense this is horrible writing this is horrible casting oh but why can I not stop watching it it's one of those shows I it's been like less than a week and I'm already almost done with season two and there's only three seasons and from what I hear from other podcasts and other people it doesn't end like with a cool like Randing out story because they didn't think that they were going to get canceled. So I think the whole point of Netflix trying to put it at, as trending, whether people were watching it or not, um, was to see if the people wanted another season to kind of close it out because um, I believe it just ended this year in 2021. Um, so it still would make sense if, you know, Netflix backs it and they can start on a new season. Um but yeah, so I'm going to be really sad when this ends, but whatever. Basically, when they get off the plane, they start hearing these voices and everybody at first thinks it's like God telling them to do something. Um, but they end up calling them the callings and basically the callings are telling them to do things and it helps them save people. I don't know why, but for some reason, it 100% gives me feels of like the same type of like feeling as Ghost Whisperer. If any of you watched that way back when with um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, it was like early 2000s show. But when I watch it, it's like that same feeling of like, this is not really a good show. This is not really good writing. This is not good acting. But there's something about it that just makes me wanna watch the next episode. And I'm sucked in, and I really like it right now. I'm in a really good place. Um, the beginning of season two was like, eh, but the end of season one was great. But the beginning of season two, I was like, okay, I don't like where the story's going, um, but whatever. And now I'm like mid-season two, almost at the end of season two, and they're tr they're kind of wrapping it back together. Um, and it's still kind of the same premise. They go on basically these little journeys and challenges each episode, and it is very like extraterrestrial vibes, like aliens are controlling them or they don't know where they went for five years. So it's like, is there a time loop? Is where they stuck in the sky? Like, it's just like this weird, like type feeling, but there's also a little drama, you know, there's like multiple love stories going on. Um, and I'm just really enjoying it right now. If you've watched all of Manifest, please don't tell me the ending. I will let you guys know when I finish. Um, and I'll probably be devastated because again, I've heard that it doesn't round itself out they don't close it there's no closure you don't get like a nice happy ending so we'll see um but this is my recommendation and this is me telling you guys to go watch manifest but with not high expectations that it's going to be a good show it's just one of those like guilty pleasure shows that you know you just turn on on a Sunday afternoon just let it play the whole day while you're doing laundry or you're cleaning and you just watch the entire day <laughs> and you kind of see some parts and you kind of don't but it still kind of makes sense at the end of the episode um, it's a it's a really good guilty pleasure show um, and yeah that was this week's episode I hope you guys learned a lot I hope I hope that you guys 
enjoyed me talking about UAPs for a little bit, that you learned something this week. That's always, you know, my goal to learn something, to laugh a little, um, and also just get a little piece of my mind. I am treating this podcast like a diary. So this is where I'm at right now. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Leave a review. I'll see y'all next week. If you are in, I don't even want to say it. I don't want to say it. But if you are a directioner, oh god, I hate that word. I absolutely despise that word. Um, go ahead and listen to next week's episode. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be a mess to say the least. But you'll hear me talk about something I'm very passionate about. Um, so there's gonna be some drama. There's gonna be some laughs. So make sure to tune in next week. Thank you so much for listening. And this was honestly, Hannah. Mm-hmm.